At The Home Depot, we're dedicated to helping you build the skills that get your home projects done right. That's why we offer free and interactive online DIY workshops. During the live streams, our knowledgeable associates help you tackle your DIY projects no matter your age or skill level. You can learn how to install new single pole switches as well as standard duplex and GFCI outlets. Register for free at homedepot.com slash workshops. The Home Depot, how doers get more done. Without a healthy mind, being truly happy and at peace is hard. The good news is therapy works. But what is therapy exactly? It's whatever you want it to be. Maybe you're not feeling motivated right now and would like some tools to help. Or maybe you're feeling insecure in relationships or at work, not dealing well with stress. Whatever you need, it's time to stop being ashamed of normal human struggles and start feeling better because you deserve to be happy. And now you don't have to worry about finding an in-person therapist near you to help. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist so you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy, and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Join the millions of people who are seeing what online therapy is really about. It's always a good time to invest in yourself because you are your greatest asset. And a special offer to I'ma Let You Finish listeners, you can get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash I'ma let you, I-M-M-A-L-E-T-U. That's better, H-E-L-P dot com slash I'ma let you, I-M-M-A-L-E-T-U. Thanks again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this podcast. everybody it's i'm a little uh, okay i've had two cups of coffee let's should i stop over. dancing is yeah, that stop. throwing you off that was my tribute I've that was two. my tribute to leslie jordan i've had two cups of coffee okay oh, i'm on my third you're a pussy what's up what's up everybody it's once it's again all right it's Once I'm gonna again, let you finish. Show number one hundred sixteen <laughs> <laughs> on the Pantheon Podcast Network. Okay, I made oh it too. You know what it is? I think the fact that this show's been on longer than the last three prime ministers have served in no, the really. UK, and, yeah, that no it's shit. making my mind. Yeah, no, we can't. We can't keep up. We are it's like members of Menudo. I'm okay, like, who's in the we band? We are now? political heavyweights. We have lasted longer than three world leaders in one country. I know, I know. It's incredible. It's really incredible. I mean, it's the Knicks, the Knicks winning streak is longer than Liz Truss's. I mean, the Knicks winning streak is longer than Liz Truss, who served for forty-four days and still gets the full prime minister. Well, pension. they haven't decided that yet. They're still waiting so, on that. They, yeah, because to me, out. I'm like, that's some fucking bullshit. Like, no, come on, yeah, you can't, I'm, you can't try to drop some economic policies blow up the country quit and be like i get a hundred was it like 150 pounds thousand pounds a year for life her goal going in was to (laughs) fuck up the country (laughs) um i think she might have wanted to stick around to at least get on a i don't know I don't know. Which, I watched her her press conference where she was resigning. Her energy seemed very much like, oh well. She's well. She's horrible. She was horrible going in, and the new right. guy is horrible too. He's just better looking and horrible. That's all. He's horrible. They're all horrible. Uh, Naomi but Campbell. Stinking rich. Naomi Campbell. Naomi Campbell, Naomi Campbell is also him. horrible. Well, <laughs> of course she does because she's because he's rich. I'm right. sorry. She does yeah. love a billionaire. She does yeah. love yeah. a billionaire. Naomi Campbell was sleeping with oligarchs. <laughs> I mean... Uh, yeah. <laughs> She's an indiscriminate breeder, that Naomi Campbell. All right. Speaking of hoes... Um, all right. <laughs> yes. I, uh, all right, so... Listen, uh-huh. Come on. I need to st- I need to frame this in I am not being ageist because I am one year older than uh, younger than Madonna. So this mm-hmm. is not an ageist thing. This mm-hmm. is a 
you are not you are not supposed to tell people you're a legend. You are not supposed to call yourself a groundbreaker. That is the job for other people to tell you. So for Madonna and the sex book, you know, it it was groundbreaking for its time in good ways because this is pre-internet and pre just being able to show your ass on television. Um and she was so vil- she, she was she was vilif- raped over the coals for all of She was raped you. over the coals, mm-hmm. but her saying, you know, she made some self-serving, look at me, look at me, look at me. I've broken ground, grammatically incorrect. I'm a trailblazer. I'm a feminist. We won't even get into the fact of how she secured part of her career. We're not going to go into that. But blah, blah, blah. Yeah, she's great. And then ended it with, if it wasn't for me, Kim Car- and how Kim Kardashian got thrown into this thing, because she's not an artist, but Cardi B, Kim Kardashian, you can thank me now, bitches, with a clown emoji. All right, so number one, it's utterly disrespectful. And number two, I'm sorry, Madonna, you're the first woman to to talk about your sexuality and, and have sexual Grace Jones, women blues singers in the 20s and the teens. Should we go well, down no, the no, list? No, 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 hold on. I, because yeah. I don't think she was saying I'm the first woman to talk about sex, but really the way she presented sex you remember that time it was yeah. it was really controversial and yeah. women weren't supposed to talk about sex it was like it was almost like you guys didn't have sex right you were just like sex objects for men to ogle and when she put that book out i mean it just was like people were calling for her death the end of her career i mean we're talking 1993 you make that face now in 2022 i'm not making a face I'm no i'm not, I, I just mean it's like for everybody because know, it's I like know. in 2022 because it just seems lightweight but i do remember the vitriol and everything that happened. And it lasted for a really long time. And how much... So, I get it was the anniversary of the sex book. I think with Madonna... And erotica, too. Yeah, yeah, and erotica. It was... I I hate when people are trying to make their point by bringing other people into their argument. There are ways to talk about what that book meant at the time and the doors you felt like you and the walls you were pushing at to, to, to show that women could be sexual beings and can own their sexuality without having to name other women and say, you guys could thank me. And yeah, there are, I've heard a million different people say these, a lot of pop stars now, Oh, Madonna just to, from back in the day, the shit that she was doing in video and she was pushing boundaries for women in pop. Great. I, I think that some people will debate that and others will say that's absolutely true. Right. I just hate that she's so self-serving in it. She's that the, so self-serving. That the point gets lost. Right. And it's like you completely are squandering your full legacy. Like, you know what Madonna's going to be? Like, you remember how Michael Jackson in the later years of his life was so controversial, but then when he died, all of a sudden he was... Vaunted. It's not going to be until she dies that she's appreciated because she's doing everything she can to really stomp out her legacy. And it's really I think weird. She's appreciated. I think she's appreciated. I don't appreciated, anymore. But like, I think people said, see her as a wait, joke now. But she, like I said, there, her impact on pop music has never been questioned. It's just the fact, and this is where I talked about the age. Why you... People, every single, why do you have to be like, and it wasn't for me, bitch, kiss my ass. Because there were women that she, you could make a very good argument that Madonna, if not for Debbie Harry, there wouldn't be Madonna. Should we go down the list of people that Madonna, you know, Madonna, there's, Madonna was great, but she wasn't an original thought. There is no original thought. So, and I can get into a whole nother discussion about why owning your sexuality has to mean being sexually explicit. I, that's a whole other conversation, but it's just very tacky. It's very mean spirited. It's very, it's just unnecessary. Why are you, why do you have to, why are you competing against Cardi B who's not even making your kind of music, you know? Right. Well, I will say this for Madonna. (laughs) It makes me angry because you know how much I love Madonna. I, Madonna, Madonna has been my girl since everybody. And 
You know, I came up going to the clubs since I was a teenager, and Madonna was the shit in the clubs. Like, she was the one who kind of... A lot of people came out of clubs and made records and had varying degrees of success. But, you know, Madonna, every song just got bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. To see her need so badly for people to just, I don't know, be at her feet. And then when I watch the way she acts, it's like, well, you don't... I'm not an ageist person. I'm fucking 55 years old. So it's not about, oh, you should act a certain way when you're a certain age. But I'm sorry, but but when I watch her, it's like the desperation of it all is like, you should walk into- Be gracious. You should walk, but she's never been. Well, she's never been, but so much older- Even when she was younger and hot, she was never gracious. gracious. And now what we're seeing as she's, like this version of Madonna, it seems like- bitterness when it's like lady your record holds up for you you're always starting something with these younger girls now i get it to me when she was saying bitches she was saying it in a way almost the way us queens say bitches not calling somebody a bitch but saying yeah, bitches. Yeah. but when you leave it up to interpretation in these days especially with the younger set there is no nuance like they see bitch you're calling me a bitch there's no nuance well right? i think it was also the clown emoji the clown i emoji, mean i just think it was mean was, it was well, mean-spirited it's mean-spirited well, and, well but she's been mean, right? That's the right, thing. Right. So let's. She's been. Let's, so I mean, to me, that's on brand. It's like, oh, Madonna yeah, did well, something I mean. Just, I also just don't. And then I really just want to stop. I really don't. I'm tired of her. She's she's basically struggling for relevance. But it, I will say, not to get too fine a point about it. It never looks good when a white woman is attacking a woman of color, and that's not where the source of it is. Why Kim Kardashian got dragged is Kim Kardashian has enough on her plate right now. But I just don't think for Madonna has never, Madonna is not the first person to show her ass in public and sing about sex. Can we agree on that? Absolutely. But she is the one who took it mainstream and she was global at a time where there were a lot of people like, I love Grace Jones, but Grace Jones is still niche, right? And it's like, but Madonna at that time was on every television set, MTV well, she, was king. Being a hot white girl, every, being a hot white girl everywhere. never helped hurts, right? <laughs> I just wish right. she would have some more grace in her Madonna. She won't. She's never going to be. It's going to be worse and worse and worse. It's just going to get worse. She's Ugh. she's she's just you know she was never a nice person. I still and love now her she's though. She's still my girl. You can I love still, her. You can love her love music, her but she's not a good. She's not a good person. You know. I mean, we can just she. Her music is. Great, it stands up, but she's clearly not happy. Um, Beyonce, can I just say something? And I'm not saying this. Why is it news when a major recording artist decides (laughs) to announce the thing that's the most obvious thing? Wait, wait. It's major news because... They raffle tickets to a tour that still hasn't been announced, and everybody is like, oh my God, next summer. And it's like, okay. <laughs> okay. Yes, I absolutely think that usually people put out a record and then they go out on the road to promote it. I know. Said it record. seems like, kind of like, it's kind of like, duh. You know what I mean? Unless you're a studio band that really, honestly, in a way, doesn't exist. Yeah. All right. So Beyonce's going to go on tour. And evidently okay. so, and I'll talk, we're going to talk about this with our guest, uh, Jody Rosen. Uh, Taylor Jody Swift was, Rosen. Taylor, Swift, Taylor Swift was on the Today Jimmy Show Fallon last night. Was, Jimmy Fallon. Jimmy Fallon. And she teased the tour, essentially, because I guess the new thing now is to tease the tour and be like, oh, oh God, it's so boring. I, I really want to go. <laughs> yeah, it's so boring. Why have I become no. obsessed with Taylor Swift? I don't know. I don't, it's board. adult. No, it's adult onset. I don't know what it's happened. Adult. I do. That's like not you know, know just what teasing happened. a tour is like. It's like a four year, a five year old going. Um, I think I'm going to go to kindergarten. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what mm-hmm. happens. You go to kindergarten when you're five or four if you're a little <laughs> genius. So yeah, Taylor Swift is having a tour. I'm planning on washing my hair at some point this week. <laughs> Maybe tomorrow. I'll oh, wash it tomorrow. Oh, and evidently there are a bunch of companies that are cutting ties with that guy whose name we're not saying on this then show let, anymore. Then, let, then let's, let's we keep have to, to that, mention all right? Let's, we have to mention no, Listen, we, are, we talk about the biggest stories that is happening in music. That's a big one. We have to. We just don't have to say any names. Can I just say this? It's all dumb. Everything is just dumb. We are so low and in the toilet and pop culturally that I, I just, I'm like, 
I wish we would just flush the toilet <laughs> on a oh, whole bunch have. of people. Let's, you a- want to flush it? Let's start here. I, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm done. It's. I'm really am. It mm. ceased to be. It's not even amusing anymore. No, it's not. It's long not been amusing. He's fomenting hate crimes. Full story. It's End kind of, story. And, and it's like when I watch everybody keeping on talking about this, it's like this. It's like, do you not see the danger in hate and racism? Because it eventually shows up to everyone's door, whether you want uh, it to It or showed not. up on the 405 in L.A. this weekend. I mean, right. The 405 in L.A., a blue and city it, in a blue state. And in your in your in your timeline, you you said you. Oh, seen I, 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 I you know what? I don't know. Maybe we'll talk about it, Jody. I'm just. It, it's just. It's it's hurtful to see, and these are mainly the hoteppies, the mm. hoteppies doing circles. Mm. To it's like it's like stop. You know, one goes down, we all go down. They That's don't stop at like one I, goes I, I, down. Right. <laughs> they don't sit there and go we only want to get rid of the black people and then uh, go and everybody else is like have a party why isn't anybody else understanding said fact I'm like guys <laughs> hi that? they don't just stop at one they go, they go full <laughs> tilt it's, it's they like, go full tilt Okay. I remember okay. my dad, and I was not raised in a religious household at all. Mm. I mean, I used to always joke about that I was Jewish. We never went to temple. We never did anything, blah, blah, blah. But I remember my dad, who's like an atheist, okay? If you say God bless you in front of my dad, he looks at like you just like cursed him out. He said, just keep this in mind. When they start looking for the Jews, they're not going to ask you how Jewish you are. They're just going to go, mm-hmm. oh, you're a Jew? Come with me. You know, so right. let's stop this. Ugh. Okay. Do you want to? Talk. Let's just save Taylor for um, our, our Taylor. Why don't our we Taylor? Do, well, why don't we just introduce our esteemed guest? Um. And... Oh, oh, just one quick thing. MIA okay. has always been a joke. Oh God! Uh, like that chick. Okay, like, so MIA said, you know, some QAnon-y kind of stuff. Here's what I want to say about NIA. Uh, NIA. MIA. Whatever her goddamn <laughs> name is. <laughs> Two or three great songs. I'll give her the Gulag Gulag. That's a great song. I like paper, the one that goes na 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 The bang shake. Yeah, whatever that was. My feeling about MIA has always mm-hmm. been that she's really hot and mm-hmm. the backstory is really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like Miss Fight the Power and then she marries a Bronfman. So please. My thing is Miss MIA can stay <laughs> MIA, bitch. Like who cares? Yeah. Who cares yeah, what you think? I am so tired of people trying to care about people who sing, telling you something to think. It's like people, because they sing or sell you a garment, yeah, does but not mean just, they know any more than you. Merry yeah, but Christmas. I mean, we just spent, we just spent, you know, we're a pop culture show, so we have yeah. to kind of. But no, the no, thing I is, didn't say she, not talk about it. I'm just saying, no, no, no. Fuck what, people need to stop caring what someone whose record they bought thinks about anything. Well, well, especially when they're doing it from citizen. their, especially when they do it from their gated mansion in Malibu, overlooking well, the cliffs. A, yeah, I just think it's like people assume that because of her background that she'd be. But yeah, the QAnon Alex Jones thing is like just keep it moving, just keep right. it moving. Um, and the uh, the Knicks have won two games in a row, so dynasty. Oh, no, it's a dynasty. We're in a dynasty. dynasty period. It's a dynasty. dynasty. It's a dynasty. dynasty. And meanwhile, in Brooklyn, (laughs) they keep losing. It's like every- I don't understand. And I'm not going to sit here and like, we we know our Knicks have been shit for a long time, people. We know. Stop trying to tell us. But at the same time, Brooklyn was like- the like the white knight riding in on a horse when they came in every year at the beginning of the season everybody's like they are championship contenders and it has been a mess every year and now everyone has come back and it is clear that this team's not happy that the, the the big star wanted a trade he didn't get traded the other one wanted a trade he didn't get traded we got Ben Simmons who was fouled out in the first <laughs> games of the season and they haven't won anything so and, and we they, suck and, on a budget and, and we suck on a budget and, and they wanted their coach fired and they still got him what can you do well speaking of Brooklyn's finest and I do mean the finest. We have a wonderful guest today, um, Mr. Jody Rosen, who um, who is an I, I don't know why I keep doing this. Nobody can see me, but I keep <laughs> holding up things. 
So look, Jody and Courtney, you can see a backwards cover. So Jody is like um, a very cool guy. He is a contributing writer to the New York Times Magazine, way above my pay grade and your pay grade. We barely read. We're dumb. We read the Times online. Uh, his work has appeared in Slate, New York Magazine, The New Yorker, whatever, Jody. You know, many, don't, don't, come on. Let's <laughs> whatever, Jody, whatever. And many other publications. He lives in Brooklyn. Blah, blah, blah. No, I'm kidding. And he wrote a book and, on the history of the bicycle. <laughs> oh my God. Two wheels. Good. I'm holding it up so you can see it. Are you I can gonna... see. I can see. You guys can't see me, but I'm just keeping my camera off because I'm in one of my children's rooms, and it's just too. Listen, it's, 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 honestly, but we don't yeah. care. It's not going to be. Like, it's, it's like a super be... fun sight in here. Right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, listen. <laughs> but we're not going to. We're not going <laughs> to no. be visual. No, I wore I, earrings, Jody. I, will, I put I will, on earrings. I will tell you this. At one oh, point, you, we man. were we were trying to record video for a while, and uh, then we saw each other. We were like, "Hmm." Now no. I see why even the 23 year olds have full lighting packages. Yeah, I think we're just going to keep this show audio for a while because yeah. no one needs to see that. No one needs <laughs> to right. see it. Jody, right. Well, Jody and I only see each other on the corner of Fulton and South. <laughs> Oxford. That's the only time I just go. Actually- I go bicycling by and I wave to you, Amy. That's Thank it. You. Thank yeah. you. I appreciate that. Yeah. I appreciate that somebody still knows me in this neighborhood. All right, All right Jody. I need your help because I have become an <laughs> uh, a an adult. I have a disease. It's called adult onset Taylor Swift. And <laughs> yeah, I. Did not I? You know, I grew up on country music. Okay, so this is not an anti-country music thing. I love yeah. country music. I still listen to country, but I did not give a shit about her when she was younger in those records. I know they were big records. The only thing that really got my attention, for some strange reason, was "We Are Never Ever Ever Getting Back Together." I fucking loved that song. I, it was mm-hmm. cheesy, but I loved it. But it wasn't until Reputation that suddenly I was like, oh, oh. Mm. And from reputation on, I've really enjoyed these records. Now, I wouldn't call myself a big fan. I still play reputation. I played Lover probably once from beginning to end, and I thought it was a beautiful album. And I've played Evermore and Levermore, whatever those two were called. And I yeah. really like the mid <laughs> and I like the midnights. Never but- <laughs> never mind. I think it was called yeah, Nevermind. Something right? like that. <laughs> but she's super talented in the songwriting. But what is it about these adult records? that have become, to me, some of the best work that she has put out. Okay, you see, now now we're, we're going we're gonna to have to, like, disagree with each other right away here. because oh, <laughs> uh, well, no. I warned him. I warned him. I warned him. I said, I got bad news for you, Courtney. You think you're bringing on an <laughs> no, ally. No. no. <laughs> not, here's the thing. Here's true. the thing. I, I, I love, Reputation is my favorite Taylor Swift album. So let's yeah, start my, there. Yeah, it's great. Okay. Okay, and which is which is a little bit of a contrarian opinion because I know that not that many people are like lots of people think that that record is whack or whatever because she tr- tries to rap on it and futures mm-hmm. on there and you know mm-hmm. that she's stretched in various ways or whatever. Caramonica, mm-hmm. our our friend John Caramonica, is a is stands reputation as well. So good for him. And uh, but and I I like Lover a lot. Really like that record. Yeah, I like I like. What's it called? Folklore, mm-hmm. the first What's one that she called? pandemic <laughs> album. Mm-hmm. I first thought it was really pretty first and lots of good record. stuff on that. Yeah. Yeah. And then the one she released after that sounded like her outtakes from Folklore. Like she didn't even like the stuff that didn't make it on that record a little bit. But she was like, "Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw another record out there because I part of her thing is being the most prolific, the hardest working. You know what I mean? She floods right. the zone with her stuff. You know, and and uh, and and then this one that just came out, I cannot sink my, I can't, I can't wrap my ears around it. I mean, I don't know. It's like, uh, and the problem is, it's not that I want- Jody, I'm not laughing at you. I'm just like, I'm not I want to like it. I want to like everything Taylor Swift puts out. But to me, I just can't hear the, I can't hear the songs on this thing. It sounds like a kind of ooze of production and- Taylor Swift, you know. Also, I mean, here's the thing. Maybe it's it's slightly different for you, Courtney, because you came late to this thing. But mm-hmm. like, a, I started with her pretty early. Like, I can I can even I can even talk shit about like how, my personal relationship with Taylor. Who, uh, please like, do. That's why like we invited all, like you. All journalists. <laughs> well, no, no. She, so she 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 works journalists. She knows how to you know, and right. she started doing that at a very young age to try and like build relationships 
a little relationship with her. So she, you sort of felt like you were friends with her a little bit. So you, you know, because she's she really is savvy about playing this game. So I actually did what I think was the first like cover story on her for a national magazine for which was blender sent me down to nashville in 2008 to do to interview her and write a feature and she was i think 17 then i went to her house with her parents we hung out for a few days she drove me around in her little car we went to applebee's to eat (laughs) okay and she was like at that point she was smart enough to know that applebee's was like that that was Super, that she was like a rube for taking me to Applebee's and I was right. like some, you know, sophisticate from New York City, but you could tell that she was like not, uh, so she was very, very smart and charming and all that. And, you know, she emailed me afterwards and like, I've met her many times since and, you know, done other f- stories on her. And so she always makes you kind of feel like you're her good friend, which is like, it, which, and I think there's a lot of, she does that to a lot of journalists, which can, which explains a, some of the fawning coverage and some of the higher profile um, outlets. And right. I think that's, that is, uh, so props to Kara Monica for resisting some of that thing because he just disses her right and left these days. But, <laughs> but, 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 well, that he, is John. Let's be yeah. honest. That yeah, is, that's true. He that's wants John. to, he wants to be the one who's not like the others, yeah. but, but he's keeping it kind of real. And, but anyway, so what I was, what, what was I going to say? Okay. So, so like I've listened to her a lot in the first place. Then I've got like, a, I've got a nine year old now. You know, I've got an eight, mm. Amy knows I've got an eighteen-year-old who's now off at of college, but my and who's not, who's not. Sasha, thank you, day, yeah, Sasha. thank you, thank you. <laughs> and, and but he's not down with Taylor Swift at all. But my my nine-year-old likes likes Taylor, mm. and and so we've listened to a lot of this stuff. And in fact, he's like written some songs in a very Taylor-esque mode of his own, which makes oh. it, her songs even seem more absurd because a nine-year-old is like kind of talking that. <laughs> Taylor shit himself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like her her tropes and her like little sorry, vibe really is showing trying, up in my nine year old song. But I'm like dying of thinking like Theo in his like room filled with Legos writing like confessional songs. Hey, you yeah, might have yeah, a he prodigy. Does, he does, I mean, I, yeah, no, no, not even. Trust me, it's, they're, it's so, they're sort of they're sort of gibberish. But that's kind of, anyway. But the point is, so like I, some of her the. On this new record, so I feel like I've heard so much of this before, more sharply done. And I'm like, where are the hooks at? Where's where? Why? Like, why can't there's you know there's a couple songs that I like that sound like their songs, but the rest yeah. of it's just kind of which ones? Which ones? Fe- Maybe it's the same one. I like the first one, Lavender Haze. That thing. That's right. like, everybody yeah. likes that, that one. That, everybody, that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and she knew, that. and they, and when you listen to the album, it's like, yes, this makes sense that this starts off the album because nothing else sounds like this, and no. it's a full groove and it's a full moment, and it pulls you in to be like, all right, well, let me hear what else is going to be on here, right? And she starts the record like this. I mean, I don't understand why she doesn't just like. I think she's. I think this has been said before by people. I've seen this recently that she needs an editor. She needs someone, Mm -hmm. she needs like someone who's not a yes man or woman to tell her, Hey, this is, this song isn't even like, like let hold out for some better stuff. You know what I mean? Like put your, put 10 song strongs on your record, not like 18 kind of okay ones because like, I don't know. I don't know. She, she, she's she just she's had a she's got you know a global audience of zillions who are no matter what she drops they're going to say oh not only you know not only is this like the greatest thing ever but it's like you know mysterious because she of course she's all into the Easter eggs and right. and and there's this whole all this mystique around her music which oh. is bizarre yeah yeah I don't get that either I mean I figured out what it is this is I think. Um, Avamore and Levermore and and <laughs> Raymond Raymond and Flanagan are the last the only ones I've ever listened to. Raymore and Flanagan, the the uh, pandemic records in this. I and she has you know like everyone else who doesn't really like her. I like um, Trouble because that's the song that if you don't like her, you like her. And I think uh-huh. she's really talented. But I've suddenly realized not suddenly. I I, I can't relate to. I don't care about anything she's going through because. I'm, I've already done this, number one. Um, I feel like it's not that I don't like her. I think she's certainly talented. But the whole kind of like, yeah, the Easter egg thing, and then I'm going to put out another record and charge you for it at midnight. And the and, and this is going to sound, I must preface this by I'm a feminist, and I have gone out with more assholes than she will ever go out with in her life. But we're still talking about John Mayer. Okay, well, and hold Jack, on. Jack this is, is where I'm going to. The, the name of the album is Midnight's, and and 
what it is, the, the concept is things you think about when you're alone laying in your bed in the middle of the night. And I will say Sleep, this. Oh, wait, but hold on, hold on. Let me finish. Hold on. <laughs> because I know that sometimes when I'm laying in my bed, I just think about random shit. I've thought about shit randomly that happened in high school, shit that happened when I was in Sony 9,000 years ago. Weird random shit. And sometimes you think about old relationships and shit. It just comes to you. You know what I mean? But do you, so write, a, do you write songs I, well, about if it? Well, if I could and sing with a guitar and sell over a million and it's only Tuesday, yes, I would. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> I, it's like, I don't, I don't have a problem with if the, if the concept is the kind of the things we all think about, how we feel about ourselves, past relationship, life, in the middle of the night. Are you telling me that you never, in the middle of the night, when you just can't sleep and not laying there no. and parts of your life? Never. Which never. is crazy. You have, <laughs> not somebody I went about, out with when I was 19. You have something to say about everything at all the time. So no, I, but I mean, I went out with an answer. No, why would I wake up in the middle of the night about somebody I went out with I, when I was I did 19? Not ask, I did not ask you if it was a person. I never think I said you it. never in the middle of the mm-hmm. night sometimes. Nope. Well, nope. I don't wake up in the middle of the night. I'm blessed with really good sleep habits. Oh, but you no. know what I'm saying? Wait, it's like- I, I, got, I have somebody to say here. So here's the thing. Okay. Like now I'm going to try, I'm going to try and be a little more specific about my reservation. Okay. First of all, mm-hmm. let's just say what's good. About, like she, her super duper strength, I think is writing melodies. Like she, yes. she can, she's, she can write great songs. So she's got, she's, she's, so, she's a, you know, like kind of a prodigy in that department. And when she began her career, she was doing something kind of novel because she was writing these songs about her emotional life as a teenager and then as like a young adult, right? In a very diaristic way in a slight, in this like, you know, I'm this kind of like upper middle class or rich white girl, but I'm going to like, you know, write about my, my experience in this, in this way. That's a, a little bit literary. That's, you know, very, that's confessional in, you know, draws on the country tradition of, so like the songs like kind of have, you know, some, a real solid shape. Right. And she, she, she like just, you know, was, was putting in songs. I, ideas, feelings that you don't normally see, at least in big, big hit songs. Right. So Mm -hmm. that, that's, that was, that was cool. And my, what I'm hearing these days is a, she has lost sight of what she's really good at, which is number one, the just writing great melodies. Cause she seems recently, like at least since this, the last couple albums, I mean, a little bit with folklore, like she's the 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 songs are are getting like you know a little woozy or like they're not as tight tightly like pop songs, right? And I feel like that's what she's best at. And she's just she's become like a poet taster and she's trying to like write all this like flowery shit, which is not her like just not her strength. She's she's best, I think, when she's like gives that stuff a rest. But here, here's the biggest thing. Like her emotional life is becoming less and less interesting. I think, cause she doesn't have the, all, she doesn't have all that many novel, you know, you know, doesn't have a great range of experiences. I, you know, she's like the most famous person in the world. So she has to like, she can't really get out there and do stuff. Right. So she writes a lot about like, Oh, what does everyone in the world think of me? Which she's right. kind of exhausted that. Right. And she kind of has to turn to old relationships maybe because she's in a, you know, good for her. Mazel tov, she's in like a good relationship, like a solid relationship. So it has been for a, a couple of, of years, right? So a few years like, now, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So she's written some nice lovey-dovey songs about that. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, lots of, lots of songwriters have admit that they fuck up their, their own personal life in order to keep the songs flowing. So she doesn't yeah. need to want, you know, and, and, but like also like, I don't know, this is something I was, I was texting with a couple friends of mine, actually with Ann Powers, uh, uh, you know, you guys know Anne, and yeah. I was texting with her. And one thing I was trying to say to her is like, I, you know, in the past, like, okay, maybe even people who were, you know, like a rich white singer songwriter type, or you know, a upper middle class, right? You know, in the past, those people, when they decided to like go, you know, so, uh, go into music, they were they they gravitated to Bohemia, right? So they yeah. had like a range of like influences they were drawing in this, not just like what Taylor Swift is drawing on. Like they read literature, they like looked at art, they read poetry, they, you know what I mean, were immersed in like a kind of demimond, you know what I mean? They sought mm-hmm. that thing out. So they were like, had a slightly, you know, she really has been, she grew up, you know, the daughter of a stockbroker and a, um, and a, 
stay-at-home mom, which is cool, you know what I mean? But like had had a like I think a very emotionally stable, good childhood. And so her muse has all do always just been about her like romantic relationships such as they yeah. are. Right? right. And she just haven't had a whole lot of other experiences besides like people shit talking her on social media because she's the most famous woman in the world, which is like, I mean, there's interesting stuff to say about it, but not I guess not all that much. One of the one reason I think reputation. What really I realize is it's hard the, to be inspired yeah. by your world too when you have that kind of a energy because all of a sudden you become super super famous. You create a very insular world which is just a certain amount of people, and all of your movements become trapped in that. So you're not just out living life. You're living a life that's very controlled, very planned. And if a lot and a lot of her songs have been based on relationships and she's kept this one pretty private. So I guess that means a lot of her inspiration is kind of lost if she's not having makeup breakups in that kind of situation. Yeah, but women, you can sing I don't know why as we were talking and and she to me is a vastly superior artist, but I thought about Roseanne Cash for a second, who mm-hmm. went from a pop country and obviously comes out of a pedigree. And when Roseanne Cash um, broke up with Rodney Crowell and then went with John Leventhal and started getting more, and I'm putting big quotes here, mature and introspective in her writing, it wasn't this constant. And, you know, my joking around about boyfriends, but it wasn't constantly this, oh, poor me, I was taken advantage of. Oh, poor me. I, you know, it, yeah, but they're different people, and they're also no, I know, but we're talking through an age when there was no social media. People weren't watching right, your but, every but what move. I'm, right, but what I'm trying to say is, it just gets tiresome. I mean, part of it may be my age, but it just gets tiresome. Album after album, you and I'm not expecting you know Taylor Swift to do a song about you know economic disparity, but. <laughs> It's just tiresome that you are still going on about a relationship that lasted five minutes with a known douchebag. I mean, come on. Well, yeah, and part of it, I think, you know, lots of people write only love songs or write, like, just songs about relationships their whole life. But, like, I think it's some, there's some element of her being a little bit, I, this sounds terrible because, like, I'm, I'm, I hear, I'm sitting here trashing her, and I actually like really love a lot of her music and think you're she's like, amazing, I love her, you know she's I mean? great. But let me yeah, just tell you what the yeah, bitch did. Yeah, now. You're right. not getting, you're not getting, a, you're not getting a fruit basket, Jody. Yeah, you're not going to get a fruit basket with a note yeah, on this we, one. But we got to bury this thing. This thing can't get out there in public, okay? But uh, <laughs> no, like, she's like a little bit, you know, she's a little callow for whatever reason, and maybe yeah. it's just because that she's been like, you know. Uh, so famous since she was 16, 17 years old. You know what I mean? So she never, she didn't have a chance to like really, really grow. I, I don't, I don't know. And, and she, and she also has a, has a, a level of fame. I mean, mm-hmm. Roseanne Cash, sorry. It isn't obviously. Close, no, you know? I don't know why she's I thought of Roseanne Cash. She's got, like, she's no, got I, like global I'm mega thinking fame, of you know? a woman artist. I just right. suddenly thought of Roseanne Cash, someone who came from country and went to pop. You but know, like, like, I reason. mean, this is a bad, this is maybe a bad, but look at Beyonce. Okay, Beyonce was a child artist and star. When was she? When was, she was like 18, 17 when Destiny's Child was hitting at first? Younger, right? right? Okay. No, they, she grew uh, up. Well, they a, were in it for a long time, but when they, I believe, when that first album, she turned, she turned 18 during, I believe, that first album. So, yeah, she was like 17 right, like, when they first put out a record. So, totally analogous there. Also, Beyonce grew up with great privilege. Now she's black. So it's a totally different thing to grow up a, like a rich black girl in Houston and like to grow up be like Taylor Swift, right? You know what I mean? But, and, and so, and I mean, no, you know, no cap, but like Beyonce is like, you know, infinitely more talented musically than Taylor Swift, but Beyonce's kind of got a, a she's sort of a genius musically in, in her way. And Taylor is more of like a crafts, a great crafts person, right? But but like you know, like Beyonce's got like a just got a fuller emotional life on yeah. for whatever reason. Even though she, you know what I mean, she's got she's had more stuff that she she is able to draw on more, and maybe that's just because she's well, you know, she's married. Of, she's she's a mom yeah. of three. She's also in her forties, well, right? Taylor's at right. that. 
she's a young woman of 32 years old, right? She hasn't been married yet, and as far as we know. And I, I think that just comes with experience and living life a little bit more. But you also see as Beyonce's gotten older in the music industry and put out more records, she's also retreated more and more away from the public part of the life where, you know, Taylor still is very forward and face-fronting with these records. I don't know. I feel crazy because I really like this record, The Midnight's. I enjoy it. You can I've like it. I like it. parts of it I, a I lot. I think that it, you know, it, I, listen, I like adult Taylor Swift. I liked her when she started cursing and giving you a little more adultism because those yeah. earlier songs just weren't my thing. Like, you know, what was that one? Romeo sets it oh, on yeah, my yeah, yeah. face. And I actually that thought was. that was a very <laughs> well-written <laughs> song. I got to yeah. say, I didn't, you know, Jody, I just want to bring up, not that we, t- I don't I don't want to talk about Anne behind her back because I like Anne a lot. And, and yeah. I thought she made an interesting point. And I really thought about it reading on the interwebs. She was talking about, and what you were talking about to, to piggyback on Beyonce, Taylor is, we all had kids at Taylor's age, or most of us had kids at Taylor's age. And women are often defined by certain benchmarks, relationships and children. And Taylor is interesting in the sense that she is now of the age where you're like, when, you know, where's the baby? Um, So it is interesting that she is talking about relationships and growing and this sort of in a lot of ways, in introspection, that once you have a kid, you're really not allowed to be that self-absorbed about your life. I don't know. Maybe I'm speaking from my experience. You know, you have to no, start I thinking think that, of other people. You know, I think that's right. And we're gonna get we're, we will get her baby songs for better or worse for sure. You know what I'm saying? Like <laughs> I don't even know, I don't know whether I I'm looking forward to that or dreading it. Well, you know, the albums are always usually good after the first baby. The first baby, because the kids come, like, remember, Ray of Light was after the baby. And that's just, you know, (laughs) the the after the baby albums are always full of, that and first falling in love albums the first time. And sometimes it's a divorce album. A divorce album could be good. (laughs) Nothing nothing ever happened for me after the baby other than a lot of not sleeping. (laughs) Yeah. You also got a lifetime supply of Nike sneakers, so I think No, I do. In the last time, in the last couple of years, I have gotten a lot. I have hooked up with that. Um, But wait, I want to say one thing. I just want to say one thing. You can say three things. (laughs) Okay. I like I, I, I'm holding open the possibility that I'm going to wind up li- liking Midnight's because like in, this has happened to me before because like mm-hmm. I, her albums are growers. So, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And the truth is like, I need to like sit with the thing a little bit more mm-hmm. and I'm sure I'm going to hear it a bit of it around the house. Cause my son, well, my son's more into Lil Nas X these days, but he'll, he'll play some Taylor <laughs> right. and, 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 uh, and so, so like maybe I'll, maybe I'll, you know, I'll, I'll learn to love Midnight's too. But yeah, I mean, I guess like the thing is, I don't know. Like I just, she, you know, when I think about the songs of hers, I re- that I think are really, really special. Mm-hmm. There's some she like. It's usually some combination of the of the just the tunes themselves being great and her actually mm-hmm. coming at something from a novel point of view. Like there's that song on Reputation, Delicate. I love. I think that, that song. song. That song it's, is so good. It's that gorgeous. Is, I love the lyrics. I love the way she's singing it. That's a great, great. And it it was the last single from that album and the biggest song from that album. Right. And and and, and the thing about that song is like she's talking about like a like a moment in a relationship in a kind of novel way because she's talking about that moment like before you jump all the way in. Like she doesn't want to like I guess she's just the vibe is that she doesn't want to like scare the dude off. Right. And because uh, everything's like you know. Like sort of perched on the edge there, and like that is really, I'm getting I'm getting a call from my older son right now, you know, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be like, nope, there he goes. Okay, I, I, I he, <laughs> your he son do calls you. He, wow, he calls I'm me jealous. from college. Is that you know? I, I don't know whether that's good or jealous. bad. Yeah, like, I don't know, <laughs> man. I don't know. You know, he's like a gym, one of these Gen Z like. Like, Dad, how do I run the laundry? How do I run the, you know, the washing machine kind of thing? How do I wash a dish? Yeah. But, uh, yeah, that's my fault. That's helicopter parenting. This is what you get. Um, but, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so, like, so, you know, I, I mean, she, she's when she's great, she's great. I just wish that, like, you know, she would, she would just take some more time only to put out her good shit. 
Because I feel like there's like on it, you know, there's the really the best stuff is so good. But this geez. album is good you know, shit to me. It's good to I okay, don't know. Maybe, maybe I'm hearing something okay. different. I really okay. like find this it, album. <laughs> maybe find it. Maybe stop working with Jack Antonoff. What's so weird to me is that he's usually Mister Hooky, and now all of a sudden he's Mister Ambient. Yeah, I agree. Her melodies. There's some good stuff on this record, but it just sort of all blends the into Midnight. each other. It, to me, it, it it fits the theme, and I and for some reason, I'm really oh, enjoying she, this record. She's not waking up at midnight. She's an well, you know, here's uh, here's one more morning. thing I'm going to say about that. It's like <laughs> I, when I heard the title, I had this idea. I don't know if you know on on the on the album Lover. There's a song called False God, which uh-huh. to me is like her trying to do Sade. Right. It like literally sounds. It sounds like like kind of. Uh, uh, Promise era Sade song, maybe with a little bit more of like those later records, like, you know, whatever, Lover's Rock, that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. there's a sax on there and it's just got that, it's got that vibe. And that's what I was hoping for. Cause mm-hmm. I thought, okay, this is going to be like some kind of noirish late night album. I thought we were going to mm-hmm. get like some version of, of Taylor doing Sade or Portishead. And I was here mm-hmm. for it. But to me, this is kind of sounds a little bit like some of her other stuff but okay i'm i i'm i'm going to i'm going to take courtney's uh, follow courtney's lead and try and like you know put the headphones on late at night and see if i see if i, I think I, by next, I think by next week you're going to be like i didn't like it so much in the beginning but you know yeah. it's kind of grown on me and there's more about it that i like than dislike because it I has that dis- kind of energy to me yeah. Jody, can I ask you a quick, because Courtney and I were discussing this, so you posted uh, something on the interwebs. You post you posed a really interesting question and in, uh, asking people to look at this record from the sort of marketing and the sort of mega, mega buy my stuff aspect of it. Am I simplifying your point that you, you said about that? No, no, I guess you're not. Like, th- this is a little more ta- Taylor hateration. So, God, I don't know what's going on here. You're but so anyway. not getting. You're not getting <laughs> yeah. the fruit basket. I mean, you are so off <laughs> yeah. the Christmas card list. Yeah, no, forget <laughs> it. You're not getting it. Yeah, but no, I was just wondering. Like, you know, she she puts out like multiple, multiple vinyl copies of her records these days. There are twenty different configurations of this no, album I know. being sold. Twenty. I know, I know. Right. As was, we speak, as we speak, <laughs> another one is coming out. There's literally 20 <laughs> because the vinyl, there's four different covers, and I think each one has maybe a different bonus track. And yes, it's selling a lot, but I'm kind of like, 20 is <laughs> 20. interesting. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, 20. I guess like part of it is like, on the one hand, okay. And any artist like making money, I'm down with that. Like it's mm-hmm. the record companies that are yep. evil, and the and the record executives. So okay, and you know, I guess Rihanna and Jay Z are billionaires now. Taylor maybe wants to be a billionaire. I mean, that's not like an aspiration that I can relate to, but yeah. I don't know. Like she she needs to like she wants to make as much money as she can. Okay, I guess, but I don't know. You know, it just it feels a little bit. It feels something feels a little icky about it, like especially when you know she's milking it. Like a lot of her fans are like maybe a little bit younger, and they're like they they have to be tailored completists, so they want to buy like the the That's souvenir what I said clock. To Amy. They're going to get they're going to get every yeah. configuration. If there's four cassettes, they're getting four cassettes. They're going to get four pieces of the vinyl, and you know vinyl's not like vinyl today is. 29 and up, you know what I mean? Usually 25 and up. So right, it's, right. Spending it's a an lot investment. Of money. Yeah, it is. And then, and then like, um, and yeah, so Seth, I mean, that's, that feels a little fucked up, but also did, did you guys see the, did you guys see when that thing, that piece or whatever it was, uh, appeared online where they were tallying which celebrities have the highest, uh, uh, admission emissions from their, from their private jet flights. Yes. And which, basically, no, no. Okay. <laughs> so basically it was that. like, which, which celebrities are doing the net you know, whose net contribution to global, uh, to climate change uh, emissions uh, are are the most egregious because they mm-hmm. use their private jet the X number of days a year to f- do ridiculous, like little 10 mile flights or whatever. Mm-hmm. And Taylor was numero uno, like more than the Kardashians, <laughs> more than anybody else. Right. And then Taylor's, Taylor's publicist came out and, 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 and like their answer to this, because that's, that's the kind of, you know, PR moment that Taylor Swift does not want to mm. have because she's worked real hard to prove her woke bona fides. And she got real, she got slammed, I think, in the, in the, in the past, I think kind of unfairly, you know, that she was 
as like some sort of like, you know, bad. Republican, and they thought that she Rep- was only states because she yeah, never which is, spoke about politics. And I'm like, what if she is right. Republican? It's okay, but people really no, wanted not. her to take a position so badly. And they, they kind of pinned a lot of stuff on her that turned out to be factually incorrect. Right. And I think like she came out of, she grew up, she came out of country music and in Nashville, the idea is you don't ever alienate any portion of your fan base by taking a political position whatsoever. Plus most people in Nashville, like in the country world are a bunch of fucking Trumpy Republicans, but Taylor is not, never has been. So finally she got it together and she was like, oh wait, it's, it's way worse for me to say nothing than to say something. So she started doing, you know, you know, saying, oh, don't, don't don't vote for Republicans, like you know. Oh, making dropping songs where she said she tried to prove that she was like besties with the queer eye guys, you know all that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. But but like so this is this is a this is back to the jet. That was like a PR calamity for her. So but her publicist came out and said, well, it's not Taylor's fault because she was loaning her jet out, <laughs> which is not a reasonable like it. It's still your jet, and just because you're loaning your jet out to your to your supermodel friends, whatever. You know, it takes a lot of fuel to fly banners. I hate you, John Mayer, over his house all the time. Those constant right. banners. Jake Gyllenhaal, you ruined my life, and I got 10 songs out of it. Or yeah, that's not a good, like, it, it wasn't go, my- Because the truth is, there's a lot of big stars there just not going to go back to flying commercial. It's not happening. So you just can't even answer it because it's just not going that- to happen. That is right. Yeah, no, you're right. And she's and she, her, her excuse is that she can't go anywhere without being mobbed. I feel that, but- yeah, whatever. Anyway, I so worked the point with a that- really big artist, and and I remember when the switch started coming to flying private because the artist was like, they stop me every time at every airport. They go through my bags. They want to see what I have in my bag. It's every time I'm getting searched yeah. every time. It started becoming, and I know that sounds like da 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 da, but it really did start becoming a situation at airports where it was like, you have to kind of rethink how you travel. So I understood that too. And listen, the truth of the matter is we can all be mad about it. People can jump up and down the scream, but you have certain people who are not going to get on commercial flights. It's not happening. No way. Which artist did you work with? Come on now. Who was it? None. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't Come on, Courtney. No Easter no. egg. No Easter no. eggs for no. you. Nope. Nope. No. And what does that mean, Easter egg? Am I was I napping when that became a phrase? I said hidden secrets inside of hidden little nuggets that have Jody. In honor of the tribe and the rise and anti Semitic, I wanted to be those little chocolates now that you get for um, Hanukkah. Oh yeah, like the gelt. The The gelt. I wanted to be. We are now going to have Hanukkah gelt instead of Easter egg. Is that fair? (laughs) Can we do that, Jody? Let's talk. Let's talk basketball for a second. Oh man, I heard you guys talking about the Nets. It's rough because I mean, I mean, I, I, a mess. It's just a mess. It's like it's just I'm. I think you know Courtney had it right because you've got too many divas on this team, and yeah. that you know, and they're a particular kind. Like I mean, I it's weird. I really love Kyrie, which is a crazy thing to say because I know I love Kyrie too. I've been a Kyrie fan since day one. I mean, I love the way he plays the game and when he decides to play. I was like, and, when he plays. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and he's, and I even like his, some of his freaky energy. I mean, like, Me I flat earth or whatever. You know it. what I mean? <laughs> you know, but, and he's a Muslim. Cool. That's good. Like, he, all his, everything that I'm, I, he's, he's on a, he's on a spiritual journey. He's doing all kinds, but he is, he's kind of a toxic influence on a team. You know what I mean? He does fuck mm-hmm. with the chemistry of a team. And then KD, who's, mm-hmm obviously like a transcendent player. I don't know. He just doesn't really want to be, somehow I was convinced and I was convinced the Nets were going to win the title at the beginning of last year. So were they. I was sure of it. (laughs) I was 100% sure of it. And yeah, I don't know. Have you given up on our Knicks? They hate hate the coach. They didn't even want the coach. The players didn't want to be there. They wanted the coach fired. Everybody comes back. Who thought that was going to work? Like the fact that they did, right. and, and wait, and then they brought in Ben Simmons, the guy who did play in Philadelphia. Like who sat down and said, you know what? This, this is excellent. We have everything I, that we need. The mess. I mean, it. the, the biggest, I mean, I don't know. Like for me, the moment was when the, when the Nets tr- made the Harden trade. Right. And they, and they got rid of that young talent, like, you know, especially 
uh, Jared Allen and Car- and and um, and Karis Levert. Right. I was like, I was like, no, 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 no. You're getting rid of your team. They had the team had good chemistry then, and and then they just brought in Harden, who's another <laughs> uber freaky diva. Chasing the and, ring, and then, they and brought then, in the chasing the ring kids, honey, which is always yeah. the big uh, chasing the ring. It's like chasing the fun. You never you never catch up to the fun when you chase the fun. And if you're chasing no. the ring. It's like you're just going to bounce all around chasing something you ain't never going to catch, which is why we are Knicks fans over here. Because Well, and, and that's right. To, to Amy's question, I think maybe the Knicks might, they're going to win the title before the Nets ever do. Because they, you, you heard know, it here, folks. You heard it here first. We're I getting mean, not, a I mean, Maybe not anytime soon, but, um, <laughs> but you know, first they, they've got like a young core and maybe maybe they'll finish, they'll get themselves in the draft lottery and get, can get, you, you guys know about Wembenyama? You know yes. about him? Yes. Everybody yeah. okay, wants so him. Everybody, everybody needs Wembenyama. You know yeah. what I mean? If and, and whoever gets Wembenyama is all set. Yeah. Because that dude, he's like he's like Giannis meets KD. He's oh, like, and, and all of these players now are like, I've never seen anybody play like him. All you know, listen, he's the, yeah, he's the phenom. He's totally the phenom. You know. Um, Let me say this well, about my can- Knicks. Hold on, I got because I got to say this. That's why I am glad that the Knicks did not trade away all of our young talent for Donovan Mitchell. Do we like Donovan Mitchell? Sure. He's an all-star, but he's in Cleveland and nobody's talking about them and they won all their games and they wanted all of our young talent. And I'm like, you can't keep giving away the young talent, hoping that the names will just bring it in because let's talk about KD in Brooklyn. KD has played with everybody from the time he was young Till now, you know what I mean? And it wasn't until he went to the team that beat him the year before that he got those championships. And when he came to Brooklyn as the focal point and the leader, it's clear he he wasn't saying, listen, I want to be the leader of something. I just want to be a really good player in something. So I look at Brooklyn and every year at the beginning of the season, when they talk about the roster, they're putting such high expectations and it's a mess. And yeah, we always have a low expectation of our Knicks, but I'm sorry, the Knicks are scrappy. They are New York. And I'm glad to see that this young core is really kind of exciting. And I really have hope that we will be able to push through and at least make it farther than we have before. Just like our Giants. Our Giants haven't been... Six and one in a gazillion years, you know what I mean? So I have hope for my New York teams. I'm never going to give up on them. And to me, the Nets are like a Jersey team that they dropped in Brooklyn. Yeah, I mean, that is true. I, like my kids are, are Nets fans because they grew up in Brooklyn, so they think that the, that the Nets are a Brooklyn team. They don't even mm-hmm. really understand the lineage properly. But yeah, you're absolutely right. The, 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 the Knicks have a lovability factor, just like the Giants and the, and the Jets do right now. Mm-hmm. Because right. They're, scra- they, they're not like loaded down with all-stars, and they're kind of building from the, like in that, in that grassroots way. So it's, it's wild. I mean, I will tell have, you that yeah. Lucian and, and Lucian and, uh, uh, Abby and, uh, the grandchild just moved to LA for work. And, um, one of my biggest fears is that Enzo will not grow up being a Nick fan. And I'm, I don't know, as Lucian said, it might be child abuse at this point to raise a child as a Nick fan, but I'm old. <laughs> Cause I think it teaches a child character and about how to be disappointed and, and, you know, to stick to it. So that's, well, I know. mean, if he's a Lakers fan, he'll understand, he'll learn that right now anyway. So, Cause <laughs> they're, they're nowheresville. You know what I mean? That's maybe, a disaster. It's just kind yeah. of like, <laughs> that is like, and you know why I feel bad for Russell Westbrook? Because he really was a great player. And watching him in a system is not good for him trying to find his way and making these mistakes. And they're making the entire season about him and, you know, his 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 ability sort of declining. Meanwhile, LeBron James, there was no player put on that team that LeBron James didn't want. And he gets to sit back like... Almost like you didn't help construct this team and ask for all your old friends to come here. This is a mess. It's a yeah, mess. Yeah, no, that is. I mean, I I I happen to love LeBron. So so, but I feel, but you are absolutely right. He built that. You know, he's not a good general manager. He still hasn't learned that, and he's going to wind up. I think eventually going somewhere else, trying to you know for his last couple seats, try to get back to Cleveland. I don't know where, but it ain't happening. It's not going to ever happen in L.A anymore the lakers no. are cooked yeah, and yeah and he did he, he he just made a he made a lot of wrong i mean i can only imagine how much he regrets i mean they got rid they had a decent core that they got rid of 
a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, Caruso and um, but but uh, and they as have for, a bunch of people West- on there from Clutch Sports. Do you notice that? It's like. It's yeah. Really interesting. <laughs> yeah, right. There you go. Very yeah. interesting. <laughs> it's very interesting. But wait, Russell Westbrook, do you guys now here's a question. Do you guys look on do you follow like the fits of these NBA guys on Instagram? Like who's like the way they dress? Because no. Russell yeah. Westbrook well, he, still He's sharp, right? He's always been for, oh, super sharp. Oh, he still sharp. keeps it real. He is see that that's to me he's he goes in the Hall of Fame just for his his fashion. fashion. Yes, he's he definitely He's the Andre 3000 fashion-wise of basketball. <laughs> I mean, they're all trying to be the Andre 3000 now. Like <laughs> yeah. I he mean, feel, ever, I feel he, like he's the one who really started coming in with I did. giving full on moments that almost played with gender some of the fits yeah. in the clothes he was wearing the young thug the, the young thug of basketball one <laughs> coming through really wearing some shit where people were scratching yeah. their head going what is that is he yeah gay? and now they're yeah. all doing it and Cam Newton did that a little bit too Although, yeah, you know Cam Newton uh, I don't know if you know Cam Newton I, don't know if you I hate the way he his dresses. look I cannot <laughs> I, I, I get it the way he I get dresses. it no, it's horrible. It's horrible. <laughs> I'm like, you yeah. need a gay friend, sir, because you yeah. look like yeah, who, you his sti- whoever his stylist yeah. is is not gay. Oh. <laughs> is that Spoonie? In honor or of our Taylor Swift, Spoonie. In honor of our Taylor Swift conversation, I'm just going to grab a random cat and bring it into the screen, and then and now she does her. like a random cat. She likes a random cat. <laughs> she really cat. does yeah. like a random cat. <laughs> she but likes yeah, a random cat. No, it's, it's really funny. Like, I, I look at Cam Newton sometimes and I'm like, mirrors are your friend. Because there's an idea there. But if you do it when the lights are off, it yeah. does not work. No, right. you, do need, you do need to turn. All right. Um, Jody. Yeah. Hi. Hi. So, thank you so much for oh, coming. Oh, thank you for coming. I, I I had so much fun talking to you guys. You. And like, and actually I had even more fun just listening before I, I popped on. <laughs> so, so yeah. I'm, Wait, I'm, let me plug the book again. Oh, yeah. I'm going to hold it up to the non-existent. <laughs> Two Wheels Good, The History and Mystery of the Bicycle. And I have to, don't think I'm like stalking you in any way, shape or form. But what I teach sort of around where I think you drink coffee. I guess that yeah. sounds a little stalky. Um, and I saw a bicycle with a baby seat in the back. I went, oh, I bet Jody's in here. But I didn't go in. <laughs> well, you know, Amy, I have to go. I'm taking my my a Theo to soccer practice later today up near you. And I'm going to be at that hungry ghost on uh, on Fulton My corner. Today. On my yeah. corner. So, All right, so, call me. Okay, call I'll me, be there. You can, you can pop by and see me and see my real, my bike. In the, that's the thing. I don't just, I live this life. I don't just fucking talk shit about bikes. Okay. I'm all about it. So, so. He is. Okay. He is. And not one of those like new Brooklyn people who have like a go kart behind their bike dragging their children no, no, along. No, no, he's no, really no. riding the bike. Yeah. No, no, he's really riding no, the I bike. And after today, Taylor Swift is going to be sending him notes being yeah, like, right. I, believe, I cannot oh, believe man. you are now no longer in the cult of saying, I'm great. Courtney, you're going to get, you're going to get the fruit basket now. That's right. Now she's going to transfer her. Oh man. All right. You know, what's really funny. I've never seen, okay. I've never seen her in concert, but I haven't seen her perform because I was working with my client the night of the MTV awards when that whole thing happened and that whole, I was literally there. So I saw her. Across all of the stuff, it was really. You know, that's where we get the title of yeah, the show. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you Thank know you. That Thank I, you. Do you know that I did not know that? But that's the whole <laughs> story. And when I told a friend, he was like, "How didn't you know that that's what he was saying?" I said, "Because it was chaos once he was on stage. I wasn't hearing what he was saying." I was gagging that something was happening. <laughs> you know what I mean? So it was like. Crazy. I know. I know. Talking about Kanye is the last thing anybody wants to do in, uh, right now, uh-huh. and and revisiting the, this episode from a hundred million years ago. But I'm still fascinated by the fact that he's up there, mm-hmm. basically just trying to curry favor with with Jay and Beyonce so desperately mm-hmm. that he has to go up there and in, interrupt this teenager in her in her little moment mm-hmm. because he's just like he wants so he needs their their love so badly it's poignant i mean maybe it's less poignant yeah. now but yeah, it's a little yeah. less so, poignant now. <laughs> it was it's a little so less poignant weird now. and self-serving yeah. and what i remember the most is she looked devastated and 
at backstage, everyone's crying. It just was not good. <laughs> it wasn't good. Well, I, I, this is the last thing I'll leave you with. I will dish. Mm-hmm. Back when I was Taylor Swift's friend, mm-hmm. I, 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 I interviewed her. You can still be her friend, Joey. Yeah, okay. You can still yeah, be her friend. Okay, fine. Just let's just let, let's not put the transcript of this online. Let's just like, let's just hopefully she. But anyway, so um, so I went to her apartment in Nashville one time to interview her, mm-hmm. and. Up on her wall, she has a big frame photo of that moment. Really? All right. Yep. I did, or, oh, uh, no, uh, can all right. I just say <laughs> this about her, yeah. though? For someone yeah. who's so wealthy and has the best security, why does everybody keep walking up into every one of her houses? They get into an apartment <laughs> in New York. They walk into her house in Rhode Island. I'm like, Wait a minute. do you have a wealthy side house. of the door? Like, why is I have everybody seen... able to get into every one of your houses? I have seen the house in Rhode Island several times because yeah. Candace lives yeah. in, and it's like it's a one that's like on a hill drive. or something. Right? No, it is. It is like we literally drove. And he goes, "Where's Taylor's house?" And all you have to do is go, "Oh yeah, it's that one." <laughs> it's and the it's one a- big house in the town. It is fucking big. <laughs> right. but- no, it's massive. And it, and this is a very Watchill is not a cheap, you know, in, in a, a hood. You know what I mean? But you're like driving, driving, driving. Oh, it's the one with the gates and the guard <laughs> and the compound over. But you know, the you know. Ocean. To Courtney's point, you know that this guy did like get up in her house there because he yes. swam there. He fucking Bless swam there. All right. And then you remember the one at Trebekah, the one at Trebekah, somebody yeah. got in. Didn't he, wasn't he sleeping in a bedroom or something? No, he walked <laughs> in. I know, like, I know. She how needs, are they, I'm like, you're one of the She needs to write an album about how men in security I mean, have let her down. Not I'm the like, men in her life. People keep walking up into your house like, hey, I'm home. <laughs> hi, I'm here. No, hi. Where's Jake Gyllenhaal? All right. All right, all right. Oh, Jody, I want you, by the way, I'm going to, I'm just telling you on air so you remember, I want you to send that list you had that your top albums of the year and just uh send me some tracks of that because we want to because you have super cool taste in music man oh okay i'll do that i'll do that yeah all right court my friend thank you everybody you for listening you know what it is it's, i'm gonna let you finish podcast weekly on the pantheon podcast network the number one music podcast network in the world with over 80 amazing shows you can find us there download the pantheon podcast app you can find us even easier in your pocket and you know thanks for listening leave a review leave a star tell a friend tell taylor swift send a fruit basket send nick's tickets (laughs) send a send a voucher for weed from the weed guy send it all we love you we'll see you next week Bye. Bye. Thanks, Jody. Bye. Thank you. At the Home Depot, we're dedicated to helping you build the skills that get your home projects done right. That's why we offer free and interactive online DIY workshops. During the live streams, our knowledgeable associates help you tackle your DIY projects no matter your age or skill level. You can learn how to install new single pole switches, as well as standard duplex and GFCI outlets. Register for free at homedepot.com slash workshops. The Home Depot. How doers get more done.